What's up, loves? This is Love or Obsession. I'm Queen. Welcome back, everyone. And thank you all for being here today. Um, it's after the holiday season. Well, it's after Christmas. It's the holiday season. How's everyone? Where's everyone here spacing? I'm going to tell y'all, these last couple of weeks for me is December started off good for me. The first week of December was good for me. It was awesome. And you know, every week afterwards leading up to now is good too. It's just that mentally it's been real hard. It's been a journey, you guys. It's like start strong, finish strong. I don't know if I've been the only one feeling defeated, but I can't I can't be the only one. It's like us as humans, we got so many soul connections and so many spiritual connections. Like it's a scary thing. I know I cannot be the only one that's been feeling like this. And I've been getting through it, you guys. I've just been trying to stay headstrong, keep my mind busy, read something, watch something, stay in tune with the kids, anything to keep me from entertaining those dark and lonely thoughts, you know. So I know I can't be the only one. I, and you know something? I'm sending nothing but positive energy, positive vibes, love, vibrations, everything out there to you guys. I pray that moving forward to this new year, we can move forward with our heads held high. We can be strong. We can be courageous. My heart goes out to everyone who lost someone this holiday season, who lost someone this year. I recently just lost another family member this year. My stepfather passed away. He's been with my mother since I was three years old. I'm 34. Um, I guess one could say that he died of a broken heart. Or maybe it was COVID. He was vaccinated. I don't know, you guys. We're not going to talk about that, though, because, like I said, we want to we wanna stay positive and lift our spirits up. So with all of that being said, I just pray that moving forward, right now and moving forward, Everybody can move forward feeling good, feeling positive, feeling confident about what's going on. Um, so today we will be talking about Nadia Venable. Um, it's just like all, you know, the rest of the Love or Obsession stories. Very, very tragic. Very tragic. Um, especially because this leaves a lot of parentless children, a lot of motherless children, at least four children I could think of off top that this story leaves behind. Um, and it's real sad. Um, this story actually reminds me a lot of the very first Love or Obsession episode, um, Stormy Kofer and Kiana Collins. Um like with the whole love triangle and a man playing games between the two women and then in the end the women are destroyed one by prison one by murder and he just goes on with his life to continue to do what it is that he does play games and destroy women you know um before i move any further let me just say by a show of hands how many of you guys have checked out my new podcast I do have a brand new podcast out. I launched it exactly one week before.
before I launched Love or Obsession a year ago. Um, it's called Pain and Power, an African-American history podcast hosted by yours truly, Queen, um, and still a one-woman show, you guys. I hope and pray that I can get a good team around me, a group of individuals, a small group of individuals that really care about my dreams and my goals, or we can share the same similar dreams and goals and we can help move each other in a forward direction. That's all I truly hope for with a supportive, strong team around me. But um, as of now, I'm still one woman show, you know. But um, Pain and Power releases new episodes every Friday. Please check it out. It's African-American history podcast, like I said. So everything all African-American history Um no prejudice and no offense to other racing coaches out there. I'm just going to rep hard for mass this time, you know. Um, so with all that being said, let's just get into the story, you guys. Um, so this goes, the, everything went down on May 15, 2010. A woman named Nadia Venable, who was six months pregnant at the time, along with her 15-year-old cousin, went to the home of a woman named Sharon Mowens. Sharon was 29 years old. She was a mother of three. Um, and at the time, Nadia was 23 years old. And we're in New Newark, New Jersey for this story. Okay. Um, so Nadia and her little cousin shows up to Sharon's apartment. Nadia was mad because her child's father was leaving her to get back with the mother of his two kids, Sharon. Like I said, Sharon had two, had three children, but two of those children were by a man named Kenny, I believe. Um, I believe his name was Kenny. Uh, I seen that in the research, you guys. I could think of his last name, but I didn't even want to make him that important because he's the cause of all this madness. But anyway, Sharon and Kenny had a long-standing relationship. I'm not sure if they was married, but I guess you can say like most black relationships, it was a common law marriage. What they say, anything after what, six, seven years is a common law marriage. Kenny and Sharon was together for a long time. I think in the research I seen, that it said eight years they had an off and on relationship and during one of those off times he ended up getting involved with a woman named Nadia Venable and Nadia ended up getting pregnant I'm pretty sure she cared very strongly for this man not even thinking that he was just on a down period with his wife and that he was going to go back home to his family you know um, and that's what he actually did he left Nadia while she was pregnant around six months and basically told her that he was going to work things out with Sharon and they actually moved into that new apartment that Nadia showed up with her cousin and Kenny wasn't home at the time because he was said to have been working. He had a moving job, okay? So that's why Nadia was mad when she showed up at Sharon's apartment. Um, and Nadia, like, I think a little before that, Nadia was bidding to her cousin, that 15-year-old, 15 about how this man, Kenny, had done her, how he left her to go back to his previous woman, go back to his family. And together they came up with the idea of going to Sharon's apartment to fight. Bad idea. Bad idea. Okay, so around 12.30 p.m. on May 15, 2010, police arrived on the scene. Sharon Moens laid bleeding, being stabbed up to 30 times. 
It's sad that her children was by her side, ages three and six years old. You know, heartbreaking, y'all. Trigger warning. Her three-year-old was said to have blood on him because he was using a, a tile trying to clean up all the blood off of mommy. I, I, I have to clean mommy up. How sad is that, you know? Um, her 10-year-old at the time ran out to call for help. From Sharon's daughter perspective, she was a brave girl. She got on the stand during the trial and testified, you know, um, that her mother, okay, so when her daughter got on the stand and testified at trial um, in, in the case of Nadia being tried for the murder of her mother because, spoiler alert, you know, Nadia, a bad idea, went to this lady Sharon's house and she did some bad things and it turned out to be fatal for Sharon. So from her daughter's perspective, she said, on the day of the incident, her mother was blasting music and cleaning up her usual. You know, we all used to that. You know, I feel like many of us grew up in the household where our mothers used to clean up and blast music and jam and get the house clean. It makes everything, music makes everything better, you know. It's to the point where I actually picked up that habit myself, you know. Um, and she said that her brothers were playing with toys and cards and she herself was cleaning her room. And then she, the daughter, heard the doorbell ring. And when she answered the door, she noticed that it was two women standing there. She noticed Nadia because she met her previously, um, but she didn't recognize the woman that was with her, which was the 15-year-old cousin. So the cousin then splashed bleach into Sharon's face and some of that bleach got on Sharon's daughter as well. The daughter witnessed Nadia punching her mother, but she didn't witness her mother being stabbed because she ran for help at that point. But sadly, Sharon's boys, aged three and six years old, watched their mother get beat and stabbed to death. Okay, a senseless crime that never had to happen. Y'all went to this lady home. Well, they went to that lady home and disturbed her peace in front of her children. They murdered her in front of her children. Like I, when I was in high school, I used to hear stories of girls bragging about jumping on another girl and why she was pushing her baby in the stroller and all that stuff. Stuff like that is never cute. It's never golly. You're not going to get no blessings for that. It'll be funny and it's all fun and games to you in a moment, but you better be conscious and mindful of what can happen to you later on down the line supernaturally. It don't have nothing. When you a human being on this earth and you do some bogus stuff to another human being you don't have to worry about that person trying to get back and do something to you because the universe is going to take care of you anyway especially if they're a good person especially if they're a godly person okay um so so at this point, Nadia showed up, her and her cousin, to this lady Sharon's house. They threw bleach on her and her daughter. They're beating her. They're punching her. Um and Sharon, like I said, sadly died from her room, her wounds. Um, Nadia's cousin was 15 years old, if I didn't say that already. She pleaded, she pleaded guilty to conspiracy. Um, Nadia tried to put the whole murder on her 15-year-old cousin. They actually blamed each other. Nadia Venable was sentenced to 55 years and was required to serve 85% of that sentence before becoming eligible for parole. Um, Sharon was said to be a good mother and she loved her children, you know, um, and her children will forever be traumatized about what they witnessed. You know, this story gets even sadder because Nadia lost her life in prison. Yeah, she did the crime. She was going to pay 
you know, do the time, you know, but she lost her life in prison. I don't see anything about her baby and none of the research because, she, mind you, she was six months pregnant at the time. She was murdered in prison. If you ask me, um, she was murdered. The correctional facility told Nadia's family that she died from a seizure. Her family said that she had no history of neurological ailments. I said, yeah, someone beat her in the head until she had a seizure. You know, that was my conclusion. Um, it could have been a guard. It could have been an inmate. I don't know, you guys. Um, but it's all fucked up if you ask me. If you want to discuss this story further, um, or if you want to just be in tune with me about anything that goes on with Love or Obsession, you can find pictures on Instagram at Love or Obsession Podcast. Please send all messages and suggestions to Love or Obsession Podcast at gmail.com. It's Queen. Um, for merchandise, you can check out Velmahood.com. It's Queen. I love you guys. Peace out.